Excuse me. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's a maiden in a tower, and I'm like, yeah. I'll get in there. No, yeah, never. Well, maybe when I was younger, like when I was funny and I couldn't get that that like the attraction was there because I was making the girl laugh, but it was not. But that's fun. But I couldn't transit. It was fun, and I was like, this is great. I made someone laugh. Like they like me, and yeah. then nothing would come out of it, and they would start dating my friend, and I'd be like, but I thought I made you laugh. And then, well, just because you didn't know how to close the deal, you didn't sell. Exactly. Learn so how to close the deal. when I was in my early twenties, I just it felt like the puzzle just came, fell into the right place, where I kind of was able to. But like, that sounds, capitalize on it. That sounds like you have no agency in this, though. What like, do you mean? You're just sort of adrift, and you manage to hit another molecule at the right time in the right place, forming a reaction. That sound. There's no. Yeah, there's that's, no. That's the world. That is the world, but I think if you're if you're that much like if you give into the ennui that much, then like you know, drown yourself in the ocean. Like you have to have some level of <laughs> of direction. Uh, you know, if I see if comes. I see a girl that I'm attracted to, yeah, my and I can tell that she doesn't think I'm shit. Yeah, it's like okay, how do I how do I convince her that I'm worthwhile, that I'm a cute guy, that I'm interesting, because I know how I look and come across mm-hmm. and sound. So it's like, how do I, how do I win her over? And once, you know, that's the love bomb part, but it's like, all right, you know, be nice, be cute, be engaging. If she goes on a date, if a girl agrees to go on a date with me, I have a pretty good chance because I'm pretty charming on a date. Mm. And then, you know, once we have a nice time. I think that approach seems like what someone who didn't know how to do those things and like using learned behaviors would do, which seems like that's the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, my parents are very old, so it would be the type of thing of, like, yeah, mom, dad, how do I meet a girl? Ask him for a dance. Bring her flowers. And then when I started doing that in my, like, 20s, women were like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, oh. But it it works a lot of the time. And that's fun. I like, you know, it's like a fun time. It's it's pleasant. And if, like, I, because my thing isn't, you know, I have a type. So if I go to a nightclub and, you know, a chick's super hot. But I'm not going to be like, what am I going to do? Buy her flowers? No. I'm not going to go dance over there. But if I meet a girl at a library that's very pretty and she's like reading, you know. How often do you meet girls at the library? More than you'd think. Yeah. The li- I mean, if you're a reader, you do quite well. Damn. Books are a very good in. Like I said, like I, I like intelligent chicks. Doesn't mean you have to read books by any stretch of the imagination. Like none of these are caveats that I'm like, you have to have these. Because I think that's the weakest shit you can do is have requirements for women that... Yeah, totally. So, if the girl's a reader, I will, I will absolutely capitalize on that. Um, do you read? I don't now. The game doesn't count, but like, <laughs> I did. I read the game. When oh I was, no way, dude! I read the game when you I was you of all people when I was nineteen, and I was like, because the the part I loved about it, they went to Moldova, of course, and they were like, it's the most corrupt country in Eastern Europe, and I was like, in the world, and they're like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I read, it was like, the things they, um, the things they teach in the book, I maybe don't agree with, like, quite a few of those. What I did like about it, it showed me that being good socially and specifically with women, it was a skill that you could learn. 
Because right. in my mind, it was it was something you either have or you don't. And at the time, like I read it, and I was like, oh, it's like anything you can learn. And yeah, that's pretty crazy. But there, there's also this thing in the book where because one of the guys was a Are you magician a, or something. Always, yeah. There's a they're all there's always, they're all kind of magician yeah, yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. And then I remember reading it on the couch, and my sister, my stepsister, was sitting in the chair across she from was me. Like, what are you like, doing, watching step TV. bro? No, <laughs> no, no, not like that. <laughs> reading but, the game, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was reading and there's this one part. He's like, oh, like the one thing they have is like, have you read it? No, God no. Okay, good. They have this one thing where it's like, oh, uh, pick a number between one and ten. Yeah, and they'd be like, is it seven? Usually it's seven. Right. And I was like, that's crazy. And then I asked my sister, I'm like, pick a number between one and ten. And she's like, all right. And I'm like, is it seven? She's like, yeah. How'd you know? I was like, oh my god, this shit is working. <laughs> what are you doing, step bro? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> I used to, I read quite a few books on, like, self-improvement books in the last couple of years. Oh. Yeah. I got into the whole, like, psyche and codependency stuff. But this is so analytical. This takes all, like, the, uh, like, I am a romantic, I would argue. And this takes all romance out of it. It just turns it into, like, cold, hard analytics and data. That sounds awful to me. Why would you want to take out the reason? It takes out the human element. I think the reason it's important to look at it through that lens this is so soviet of you no 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 it's because like for example when i was in my late teens early 20s i said i I had a pretty bad temper like i was angry right and i was like this is just how i am yeah i'm eastern european that's how we are yeah yeah. and then i read books on, on like um on like uh child abuse be it emotional physical on codependency resulting from it on attachment styles and then i was like oh that's i'm angry because of this one thing that's not who i am but this one thing that happened to me makes me angry yeah and if i recognize that it's because of that thing that has nothing to do with me that makes me angry that's not the true me that's being that shows anger yeah i'm just reacting because of that thing that happened so i can make it not control me anymore right i can find my true self i can be who i am it just sounds like some psychobabble of uh the tao te ching is it tao te ching is uh no thing obeying its true nature can be inherently evil Mm. it's only when you deviate from your true nature that you start to manifest evil within you oh that's cool yeah yeah so i looked into it and i was like oh holy shit like all these experiences make me that way yeah. And that's why I think it's interesting to look into it. So I think, I don't think you're uh, narcissistic. I think I am. We've, this entire podcast has been us talking about me and I've had a great time. <laughs> if you were talking about you, I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think, I don't think it's the narcissist. No. I think it's, uh, there's four main Attachment styles. There's secure, anxious, avoidant, and fearful, avoidant, whatever. One is like you basically want people to love you. Mm-hmm. And then when they do, you're like, oh, no, I, I, I don't want that. And then the other one is like if someone if someone loves you, you're like, I'm okay. But if someone doesn't, you're like, oh, love me, love me, love me. So oh, there's, the worst people. there's two sides to it. Those so, are exhausting. Yeah. And if you're, it's like polar opposites of a magnet. Both of those are so many people's relationships with the audience and stand up too. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, they're like, uh, you like, stop laugh doing, at me. You stop doing stand-up, and then you're like, I desperately want their love. And then you start doing stand-up a lot, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't care. <laughs> and they're like, you're so funny. You're like, I know, shut yeah, up. Yeah. I'm so talented. So that's why I'm saying maybe love bombing happens because of that. Yeah, probably. But that's still a thing I can try to fix in myself for the future. Yeah. But Just keep it in mind. Again, I don't think you're narcissistic. Maybe, I don't know, as a kid, there isn't people around... No, I mean, no, I, mean, I like, I had, a, I had a pretty great childhood. Like, it was fun. I had yeah. a good time. It's the only thing that came out of all of that shit with school and everything was yeah. I just, the only thing that I took away from any of it was the only thing that brings me true unbridled joy is making people laugh. Mm. So then all of that I just viewed as a very unconventional education and how to make people laugh. So when I started stand-up, I was already really good at that. And, like, I just kind of knew, I knew kind of the vibe of how to make people chuckle. And then, uh, you know, 10 years of stand-up later, and I've kind of lost most of that enthusiasm I once had for it. But, uh, but now. Why? You know, um, God, that's just, that's an entire, that's another hour of just, like, yeah, there's a lot of politics in this game. Like, that's, I don't want to get just that aspect of things. Yeah, you know, like, the stand-up is fun. It's the business of show business that I fell out of love with. But okay. I, I, you know, I owe everything to stand-up. It's great. And I wouldn't have done stand-up if I hadn't had that childhood. And I would have had that childhood if I didn't, wasn't born in the exact place the exact time. Uh, I have the same thought process about, I'm like, well, if my grandparents weren't alcoholics, I wouldn't have spent all the time out on my own. And if I didn't spend all that time on my own, like when things got hard or whatever, I would not focus on the things that were important to me. I would instead focus on all the chaos happening and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. And my therapist said, it's not the right way of looking at it. Like you didn't become what you are because of those things. You became what you are in spite of those things. Can I say something right now? Yeah. Your therapist is a pussy. <laughs> I don't give a shit, dude. As, as my father always said, and I'm sure my grandfather always said the same thing too. We don't do therapy. We're Irish. And then Irish people are like, oh, I go to therapy. And I'm like, yeah, but you're different. <laughs> you guys stayed in the old country. We left, dude. We're too tough. I, uh, I, don't I, know. I love how you're, you constantly bring up like either your dad or your granddad and you're like, yeah, we're tough. And then you're like, give an example of how they're totally not tough. Oh, entire. And also I don't know these men at all. Yeah. <laughs> I've, you know, my dad, you know, can't wait to meet him one day. And uh, <laughs> grandfather's been dead since 1983. It's just funny to, to throw that at people. I think toxic masculinity is hilarious. Yeah. You know? As long as you're poking fun at it, it's it's cool. But sometimes I do things that I think are funny in a serious matter. Yeah. Just to see if someone would catch on. Yeah. And then people generally don't. And I'm like, I don't know. Life's a joke. That's even funnier. Yeah. I think I think everyone's a little everyone's a little precious these days. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. Life goes on. So you mostly meet girls at like uh, after stand up or stand up bars, you know, if I go out. But I think just for the most part, I'm pretty underwhelming. At, uh, at first appearance so stand-up is just a great it's a great calling card of like hi well have you seen this have you heard about this and they're like oh my god he's so funny i bet he's funny all the time and i'm like you'd be wrong and then <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll date me for a little bit and we'll go from there but so, uh do when you when you meet the girls uh and then do you get their number or like how does it usually go uh yeah you know it's it's kind of a yeah do you have girls message you like on Instagram and be like, oh my God, I saw you, you're so funny. I do, but usually that turns me off. Yeah. What about it turns you off? Because I have to go to them. 
Oh. It has to be... I, I like to be the one to, to start it. If they come to me, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, right. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, see, that's that's why I'm saying you're not a narcissist. Uh, yeah, I disagree. But <laughs> what do I know? I'm not a therapist. I'm just my own brain. Uh, yeah, no, I like to go to them. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, I'll give them the number or something. But you can... I can usually... You can tell, you know? Like... Yeah. You can just tell from like a little bit of eye contact, you know, a little bit of, you know, they're kind of like where you look over and you see them do this and you're like, all right. <laughs> and then, yeah. Cruise, Dude, it's so exhausting being a woman, I bet. It's like you're sitting in the club trying not to, like at a bar or club or a comedy show, trying not to make eye contact with any man. Because you're 100%. like, oh, if I make eye contact, they're going to think it's a, it's a thing. They're going to come up to me. That's, yeah, like I'll, I'll come in and, and then, you know, hi, how are you? You know, would you go to the show? And then I'll just give them one of those. And if I get very like, oh, you know, no thanks. Like, there's nothing that makes more sense to me than a rejection. Yeah. And that was a huge thing from bartending because I was so in my own head when I was in my teens that just if someone's like, oh, you know, sorry. I'm like, oh, fine. Like, it means nothing. Like, yeah. I, what did I lose here? Yeah. Like, hi, would you be interested in trading numbers or something like that? Oh, no, sorry. I have a boyfriend. Oh, lucky guy. Move on. And then she goes, like, oh, I feel pretty. And also, like, that man won't hunt me later. <laughs> It's like, I don't see why this transaction can't be a fun thing, but yeah. I think that's all part of with... Because well, people now, take it personally. And now we're getting we're getting all hippy-dippy about this, but that it's a breakdown of communication. Yeah, like yeah. if a guy, hey, can I grab your number? No, why not? Who would have freaking murder everyone you love? It's like, when dudes act poorly there, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, you think she's going to be like, oh, now that you've threatened my safety, I'll definitely fuck you. Like... No, I think it's because a lot of people connect their identity to it's men. They connect their like value, their self worth to how good they do with women, or even if they've ever had sex. Oh, uh, that too. Like the the virginity thing. I'm surprised how many now are just not what having sex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we were having far less sex than our uh, grandparents, parents and grandparents. STDs, all that shit, dude. Kids can ruin your life. Yeah. We're going the way of Japan. We're just not doing it anymore. But it's, it's, I think that's kind of, it's part of technology, I think. And even then with like Tinder and everything, sex has been just dialed down to just such a, it's just cold digital interaction and then meat slapping and then it's done. And it's just, that whole thing is horrifying to me. That's I mean, a terrifying process. It's not always, but okay. All right, all right. So you get a girl's number from a comedy show. What do you do for the date? Uh, I ask her out, uh, usually to a drink or coffee. Yeah. Like if, if there's no play, like if she's just very like, I'm just like, all right, coffee. Yeah. Cause then if it's coffee, then I'm like, all right, I'll get to know you. Cause sometimes, you know, texting is weird for people and I'm not a great texter either. So then I'll be like coffee and then we can You're go. You're not a there. great texter? Not really. I figured with like writing and stand up, you, you know. I don't like doing it though. Oh. Like it's annoying to me. Like, most of my texts are even like, yeah, sure. And then I'll throw my phone down because I, I would much rather be in the real world. Right. But, uh, so, yeah, I, I don't put much into it. But I'll, you know, I'll flirt just to let her know. Like, so then I'm not going to kill you. Meet up for coffee. Meet up for a coffee or a drink, depending on how it goes. But I go through weird periods of sobriety all the time, too. So I'm mm. like, coffee, tea, whatever. Bright area, somewhere cute. Somewhere that if it goes south, you have, like, an easy route home and you don't have to feel... You know, I try to make sure that... There's as many, like, exit routes as possible for her. Yeah. And then, yeah, try to be charming, try to be nice, you know, if it goes from there, which usually I find, you know, pretty charming on dates. And then I just act, get to know her, ask her. How, do you, how do you be charming on dates? I do this. 
<laughs> that's pretty charming. What I'm currently doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, most people like talking about themselves, so I'll just right. ask, ask you don't them questions say. about themselves. Yeah, but see, have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, I, I it's, remember. It's funny because everything I've said in this podcast is an opinion that I don't care about having out, but I do have secret things. It's so funny. Like, whenever everyone's like, you tell these like, brutal stories about, like, they're so sad sometimes and everything, and I'm like, yeah, but they mean nothing to me. It's wind. It's like... It's a fart into the wind. Mm. But there's some very secret hidden things that I'm like, no one can ever know. But it's, you know, we all have our shit. Why don't you share those on stage? Uh, because they're my secret hidden truths that no one can ever know. I'm the nightman. Uh, no, yeah, I'll tell stories mean nothing. Because stories don't define who I am. It's just shit that I've seen. Oh, and those things you think define who you are? These are our secret hidden shames, yeah. truths. Shames. And other things too. Yeah, it's it's Longings. interesting because I'm like a quarter into a book about shame. And do you read a lot of do you read a lot of nonfiction? Mm, yeah. Do you read fiction ever? Um, I've read a couple. I've read The Demolished Man recently. Who's it by? I don't remember the guy, but it sounds it's buoyant. A, it's a sci-fi fiction like thriller. That's no. exactly the type of thing I would have thought you'd read too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I, I basically I looked up like the best fiction whatever <laughs> and then i just went for the list i i like stories i'm yeah. a huge sucker for stories like stories around a campfire even my favorite hmm. like I, I like i like i think of myself kind of as a storyteller my dad's a writer i think of him as a storyteller it's, it's a skill that i put a lot of emphasis on right um i was reading the book about shame it wasn't specifically about shame it was like live your best life someone gave it to me i was right. like fine i'll read it yeah um and the the person that wrote it she's like a professor on like shame or some shit like that like psychology (laughs) professor researcher on shame and one of the things she talks about is like shame loves not being shared yeah so the moment you shine light on shame it it stops controlling you yeah but that's some commie gobbledygook dude (laughs) get that shit out of here um, okay. My grandfather always said, we're Irish, take it to the grave. <laughs> and he did. He so much. Yeah. He took everything to the grave. Yeah. Nobody knew where the offshore accounts were. Wow. Yeah. He had offshore accounts? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. He was dead. I don't know anything about him. Right. So, okay. okay, okay. Ta- you see the signals during the... Just a vibe, you know? You see the vibe, the Get signals. Yeah. Go and flirt. You- see if there's any more vibe. If yeah. there is more of a vibe. Ask her out for coffee or a drink. Uh, if and this is if I don't meet them like at a workplace, you know, I've I've met girls at jobs, I've met girls, you know, mm. other stuff. But this is in like a very standard like you know me approaching a girl kind of thing. And then yeah, ask her out for coffee. That one goes well. Ask her out for a drink, and then by then we're probably flirting quite a bit. And then and then I fucking stuff it inside her like uh, ricotta into a lasagna, <laughs> and then. Uh, if that's fun, which sometimes it isn't, uh, you know, go from there. Yeah. What are some, like, red flags during dates that you're like, if you see it, you're like, uh, I'm out. Besides, like, always being right. Annoying laugh. Um, <laughs> What's an annoying laugh? Can you I know. Laugh? Just... Because, <laughs> like, my whole thing is like, look, if we're going to be spending a lot of time together. I'm going to be trying to make you laugh a lot. If I don't like the sound you make when that happens... <laughs> um... Telling long stories that go nowhere. <laughs> Storytelling. It's a trait that I, I put a lot of emphasis on. 
Just sometimes, you know? And then, you know Karen. Do you know Karen? Oh my god, you're gonna be Karen. And then Karen says it, I'm just like, holy fucking shit. I asked you how your morning was, and it's just this whole arc about going to, you know, the jewelry store and Claire's and getting earrings, and it's this whole thing Don't where nothing happens, and you're just like, I want to gouge my fucking eyes out. When they, like, oh my god, the most amazing thing happened. Yeah. And then they start the, like, halfway through the story, you know exactly what's going to happen. And you can't... And you can't just interrupt and be like, so, did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the point that I'm like, I feel like a parent with a, a very annoying child right now. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, wow. Oh, what else happened? Incredible. But it's like, it's annoying me that I can't just like, as a fellow adult, be like, yo, this sucks. <laughs> like, because that's, that's the type of environment I grew up with my family in. Like, if I was telling a boring story, my dad would be like, I got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> like, I, I don't have time for this. So it's, I, I don't like not being able to do that. So right. that's why if I, I try to seek out girls that I, I think you can kind of be that honest with. Have you dated anybody who didn't laugh at your jokes? I have, yeah. How was that? Uh, great. Actually? Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was good because, the like, my superpowers are nullified, so I have to, you know, if they laugh too hard at my jokes, that there's that level of, like, you know, they don't, you're not a real person. Mm. To them, like, you, me, aren't a real person because you're, you're always kind of like a clown. You're always entertaining. Right. Me. And then once that wears off, you know, they're, they'll they're, see through it. Well, they're just like, wow, you're just, like, sad and angry, like, most of the time. Like, yeah. you're, you're driven entirely by horrible urges and rage and you're so bitter and you're like no it's fun i'm a fun clown you can't win that back but when someone kind of sees through you right away it's like oh good and then when you make them laugh if you make them laugh it's it's for the right reasons it's not for like Mm. a funny voice you did what kind of weird urges drive you um eat sleep shit fuck those are not weird those are normal urges what am i fucking and what am i sleeping and what am i eating (laughs) This is the question. Alright. All right. <laughs> Eat dick, sleep in pussy, fuck food. If you could <laughs> if you would fuck food, what food would you absolutely fuck? Probably uh <laughs> now I'm getting into like a live cow. Uh <laughs> I don't know, probably a, a firm jello. A firm jello. That American pie made it look. Yeah, hot jello didn't sound great either though. Yeah, because fucking like something that was ever alive seems that seems really fucked up, like a turkey carcass or something. Uh, yeah, probably a pie. I guess that seems to be the one. Have you heard of the whole like American microwave pie? grapefruit? Yeah, the grapefruit bit. Yeah, I've seen. You've seen the video? No. Oh, I'll show you the video. It's yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Who's uh, it by? It's it's a, a a woman who's doing like a sex seminar. She's like, "This is gonna make your man feel so good." Oh, it's it's a great, sick. it's very funny, and it's it's entirely serious. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she she like she's like, "This is called the grapefruit thing," and she's very good at her job. Like, it's actually like I totally trust this woman with my bedroom time. Yeah, and she's like, "So you're gonna cut it off here, cut the hole the size of your man's dick." And then you're going to put it on. It's going to feel like you're fucking him and sucking his dick at the same time. And then she like does this whole thing. Pulls the dildo out. She's like, so you're going to put it through. Make the hole big. And you're going to squeeze it. Make sure that the juice is all on there. And he's going to think it feels so good. And then you're going to suck his dick a little bit. Blah, blah, blah. And then she just gets like this insane blowjob. And it's like, whoa. I don't think the grapefruit's doing the heavy lifting on that. It's so funny. Every time she does it, she just... Blah, blah, blah. And she just goes crazy on this dildo she goes hard on it and it's like the grapefruit's doing none of the work here you're doing all the work 
I have never seen anything Let's like this. Let's get that minus the grapefruit. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good deal. Like, she's like, every time I do this, they love the grapefruit. And it's like, you can throw that grapefruit anywhere. Like, these guys are definitely like, whoa! Like, in the moment it starts, like... And then she's like, and it tastes delicious for you. And it's like, ah, oh, that's a bonus. Oh, that's a fair. That's point. fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice tasty penis for the gals. What's, are you like pretty vanilla when it comes to sex? Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> 100%. You know, there's always that fun, playful period where you're trying new things. But like, it's always weird, like beginning of a relationship or a, like friends with benefits or whatever. There's yeah. maybe under five times that you have sex that you can try new things. Yeah. And then once the five times happen, it's like solidified how you have sex. Yeah, which kind of sucks. Like you have, yeah, you, or you, you have to, within that first five times, establish like we're trailblazers. Yeah. We're going to brave new worlds here. Um, yeah, I would say incredibly vanilla. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a hot minute since I've uh, had any touching with any human being of any kind. <laughs> So, to be honest, I'm working mostly for memory here. But, yeah, in the past, I've been that way. In the future, who knows? What do you think of girls, like, calling you daddy? That's fine, you know. Yeah. I, I, doesn't bother me. Dirty talk can get a little difficult because you, like, if you have to, like, work a couple muscles in the noodle. Because dirty talk can get weird very easily. Like, yeah. I have a bit about, um, like, I was, I was with a, an ex- uh, a while ago. It was a very, very long time ago. This was like four X's back. And, uh, you know, she liked him and shit like that. And then I was like trying to keep up. I was doing a pretty good job. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then she like, you know, like, oh, coming a little slide. And I was like, oh. And then I straight up, uh, I was like, you fucking ride that dick. And I was like, you ride my little slutty dick. And she was like, what did you just say? <laughs> and like it fully, and it just totally killed the mood. And I could not stop. I cried laughing. <laughs> But I was like, I don't know. Like it, it was like it was such a good vibe, and then it just fucking wasn't. Uh, I guess a lot of it is trust, and you kind of it's trust. And then like I think there's some people that wouldn't stop and start laughing. Yeah. I am the type of guy that would. I like to keep it kind of light in the bedroom. Yeah. The moment I start laughing, I lose my erection. Oh, at one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We can. Tr- well, my whole thing and it's is not, like it's not a bad thing. No, like, it's I, like we can try again in a bit. Yeah, but like come on, like let's go get something to eat and then yeah. we'll, we'll give her a go. Again. I had a couple of girls that I've been seeing not recently, but they were very easy to make them laugh. Yeah, and come, but uh, the laugh part, oh, cool. <laughs> Neato. I expected that. Uh, the the laugh part, like we just be having sex and then. Yeah. Like, either I would say something or she would say something and I would riff off of that during sex and yeah. I would start laughing or she would start laughing and it would be the end of it. I think that's healthy. Yeah. Like, I, I think that it's, it's I don't like when the bedroom becomes this, like, like, when it's, like, when, you know, when she starts putting on, like, her, her role. Because then it's it feels like I got an improv where I'm Every like, time. whoa, <laughs> you're a scary cat. Like, it, that doesn't keep me hard. Like, you're a beautiful woman that wants to have sex with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Great, let's do it. Yeah. But like, once she starts doing, you know, a whole thing, and I have to play along, that is immediately more of a boner killer than anything else. Because then mm. it's like, what are we doing? Fucking community theater here? Like, so that's another one. So role play is not your thing. A role role play if it's like a tongue in cheek self awareness. But no, yeah, it's not. But you no. know, but it like dirty talk can work if it's like, all right, we're we're getting into it. Mm-hmm. What's has there any been any like you were about to have sex or having sex and then they did something and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's not at all for me. And then that kind of killed it. Yeah, but I don't want to get into it. 
there's there are levels of where I'm like I gotta respect some people's privacy here. Right. Uh, Nightman has the Nightman has yeah the Nightman has limits. Yeah, there there definitely has been. There's been a there's been a couple moments that you know we're drinking or something, and then you're like, all right, I smell shit right now. This is good. <laughs> you know, there's been a couple of those where I'm like, look, I'm I'm down to get dirty, but you gotta you gotta figure your shit out here. This is a lot. <laughs> all right, that's good enough for an answer. It was a long long ago relationship. Yeah, yeah. she's no. she's dead now. Don't worry, it's fine. Oh my god. Yeah, she shit herself to death. Oh no. Yeah. Were you there for it? No, but I was like, I told you to get that checked Wait, out. What happened? Yeah. I told you to yeah. get that looked at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you believe in God? I think I'm agnostic. Or like, I believe in you're a, a higher power. Yeah, you're a coward. But, mm, I don't feel that way. Why? Because besides psychedelics, there have been experiences where I was like, I, I do feel a connection between humans. Mm-hmm. And I've read a lot about, what's his name? Young. Uh, he's a psychologist. Oh yeah, and yeah he yeah. talks about like archetypes. Young, I was like Chinese, of course. No, 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 no. the one with the J, Jung. I think it's it's pronounced Young. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him Jung. Just to I did when I was reading, and then I <laughs> watched the video, and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah, uh, but he talks about like archetypes and energies, and and that's the fact that every single person has those that they can tap into and it seems to not be connected to a certain culture or a certain like area in the world just makes me feel like there's that being said there's also all the shared creation myths too yeah babies in the reeds like every culture has a baby in the reeds creation myth yeah and it's like that there's no way egypt got all the way to like japan has one too also have you read um the war of art no I think I have that on my shelf, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and it talks about how, like, creation happens in the mind of an artist. And it more or less, it's like feeling like you're tapping into something. Don't freaking tell me how I create, dude. Get the freak out of here. More war bar. How about I declare war on you, dude? How about I freaking shoot you with my gun, yeah. dude? Well, how does it feel when you come up with new material? Like I'm coming. Actually? No. <laughs> like, do you feel like you're in control when things come? Or do you feel like you're... <laughs> I did a finger bang act out for the folks at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, control. Yeah. Well, things just pop in. Pop in. Exactly. Things are constantly popping into my head, but they're not all good ideas. So then it's up to me to go, ooh. But right. then, uh, and so it's very strange to me. Do you, do you see images when you think? Mm, not always. Sometimes. Like when, when I say pink. No. You don't see pink. Uh, I. If I say jug. Do you think of huge knockers, or do you think of a jug of water, or do you just see the word jug? Mm, I just see the... Uh, I don't know. Shoe. Do you think of a shoe, or do you... Do, yeah, probably a shoe. Do you, think of, do you see a shoe? Yeah. Okay. I don't think of the word. It's different because I'm ESL, I think. Right. Like okay. with English... So what's the Moldovan word for cup? Oh, fuck. I forgot. I don't remember. Oh, dude! I know the Russian word, because that's my first home. language. So Russian is my first language. But do you not speak Moldovan? Mm, you, you speak. I spoke uh, Romanian. Like I learned it to yeah, a certain grade. Yeah. But I don't speak. Like my family speaks Russian. So Russian. And then the Romanian, Romanian it was only in school and outside sometimes. So did you speak Romanian as, with your friends? Uh, some. Anyways, you're saying with creation, you see pictures or? What's the Russian word for jug? Jug. Uh, kufshin. Kufshin? Kufshin. Kufshin. So when you say Kufshin, do you see a jug? Yeah. You do? Okay. Uh, what, what, what's da, Dacha? 
Da. Dacha. Dacha. Yeah. What's Dacha? I don't know. I'm trying to learn Russian. Um, <laughs> that's not a word. What's that? That's not a word. It is. It totally is. Yeah. It's like house or some shit. Dacha. Dasha. Dacha. What the fuck am I learning? Because I said Dacha. Dasha. It's ch. It means house. It's like chai. Dasha. Chai. Ch. Ch. Like ch. ch. Like cheese. Yeah. So it's da cha. Da cha. That's what yeah, I said. There you go. Da cha. No, you were saying cha. I said the same thing every time you corrected me, like twice. Anyways. Whatever. I speak Russian better than you. Uh, yeah, so some people don't see, they don't like think visually. Mm. I'm entirely visual. Like, uh, so for me, my, when I'm sort of like riffing, doing stand up and stuff like that, when I'm writing a joke, I'll actually write a joke and I'll, but I'll see it. Yeah. Like I'll, it's usually me, most of my jokes are me trying to describe something that I, that I, I see, see in my mind's same. eye. And yeah. yeah. I'm just like, here's the image. So I'll pretty much see a complete picture and then I'll try to find a way to describe it. So when I'm riffing, I'll see a complete picture and then I'll keep like finding new parts of it. But the closest thing I can like uh, resemble it to is like um, like a Hieronymus Bosch painting, mm. like one of those ones where it's like a depiction of hell, and there's, right. if you look closely, there's a bunch of tiny things at it. Like everything will kind of come to me at once, mm. and then I have to sort through it, and I'll just do that live on stage, and people will be like, "How do you like? It's so impressive." But I'm like, I just kind of like paddle through it. Yeah, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes it'll be me kind of like looking for something. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. When that comes, it feels like it's coming from the force of God, dude. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I feel like there's a unifying. Do you listen to Joe Rogan? Uh, only like uh, stand up episodes. Okay. With other comics. You strike me as a DMT guy. Uh, I've never taken DMT. I'm scared to. Why? Because I had a bad experience with acid. I've I, I've been the last like two three months microdosing shrooms every now and then. Oh, okay, that's been nice. Yeah, yeah. shrooms are good. I feel like it kind of it like rounds the edges a bit. It makes me more relaxed and introspective. Yeah, I I like to do shrooms. I think I have I I got one coming up that I need to do. Yeah. it just sort of um, takes me so far out of reality and drops me back in it that I can kind of. Like when I'm on shrooms, you kind of look at the world like a child, and mm. I need that. Mm. I need just that little, just a little I haven't taken. I can't take a full because the every time if I take like enough to take me out of reality, like yeah. I freak out because of that bad acid trip. Yeah, that'd do it. Because I think what it was initially. Have you taken acid? Yeah. First time I took acid, it felt like something was poking at who I am inside. Yeah. And I was like laughing. I was like, "No, dude, it's all good there. Don't worry about it." And then one time I did too much where I couldn't, like, the person that was like, ah, dude, don't worry about it. Like, it's, it's cool. That door, it's, everything's fine behind it. Like, I took so much that that person just got blown away and the door just wide open. And it was... It's ego death. Yeah. You experienced ego death. Yeah. But in it manifested in my mind as, like, I just saw myself dying a thousand times. Ego death. Yeah. And it was terrifying. And yeah. And I pretty much had close to a like panic attacks and blah 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 for totally. like months after yeah and then it got to the point where if if i had any sort of like um mind altering like even if i had a coffee because i i don't drink i don't normally do drugs I don't have you smoke. ever drank yeah since i was 12 to like 21 do you avoid it because of your parents or your like family that history? and also like i th- I got high and drunk once and I was, I blacked out for the first time and it was terrifying. Like, I don't like being out of control. Right. And so it just kind of 
all the it's like oh it's a healthier choice and oh my grandparents were alcoholics i should probably stay away from it till i figure out what's making me want to do it and then it just kind of i was pretty proud when i could do it was like my superpower where i could go out be social do everything that people need alcohol to be able to do Mm -hmm. without alcohol i was Mm -hmm. like that's my yeah and so it just kind of stuck with it but uh, yeah, I did like the ego death and then any, like I would have a coffee and I would kind of feel it and I was like, oh no, am I still in the trip? Like it was, it was rough. Yeah. So that's now I like just microdose enough to like kind of be like, I'm feeling something, but it's not enough to take me out yet. So I want to, I want to take some time figuring out what the fuck is there what behind is... that door yeah. while I'm sober and then probably do DMT in like five years or so. Yeah. Because I've, I've met a few people that did DMT and they were just different. Well, I, being from the island, there was, you would meet people and you would hear stories of people that did too many hallucinogens and they just were in the psych ward after. Yeah. Because there's a, like, hippie culture on the island, yeah. so. Also quite common that people that are predispositioned to develop schizophrenia, they would have developed it anyways. Yeah. But psychedelics kind of tipped them over the edge. Well, that, maybe that's what's behind that door. No, because that's not... Um, I think it's mostly like trauma that I'm trying to push deep down, like you mm-hmm. said. Shame. I'm like we're Russians. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. Russians. We no, 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 no. Absolutely. Well, you, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Irish and the Russians do have a lot of a yeah. lot of common. It's funny because I don't know if they get along or like each other at all, but a lot of shared similarities yeah. of uh, culture, uh, a culture of suffering, yeah, and drinking, yeah, and just sort of pushing it to the side. But I think the Irish do it with uh, humor way more than the Russians. The Russians are well. Russian so humor dry. is so dry, so dry. Yeah, it's not that they're not but humorous it's people. Funny, but it's I've yeah. known Ukrainians to be funnier than Russians. Though. Yeah, Ukrainians yeah, they're are, more jolly. Yeah, absolutely and sarcastic. Not quite as just completely stone faced as no, Russians. no, no. They usually have smiles on their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russians are like this is suffering. It's, yeah, it is great. Yeah, I worked yeah. with Ukrainians and I was like, oh, you guys are funny, and they were like, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, you guys are funny, and then they're all the Russians I've known. I'd be like, man, you guys are medieval peasants. Yeah. Oh, I think people that are predisposed to uh, develop schizophrenia, mm-hmm. it usually happens by like early thirties. Mm-hmm. So I want to wait it out and then but go nuts. They go ham? Yeah. Right. But yeah, dating is uh, hard. No, no, no. I'm liking this. Uh, so that, God led to that, which led to, now they know you have a, a green door. A green door? A green door. What, what do you mean? What's behind the green door? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, but it's same with you. It's also the red door. What? You have that thing you, you, uh, those no, things. But I know exactly what they are. Oh, well, I kind of I'm, know. I'm not hiding from them. I know what they are, but yeah. I'm still sort of like. I have successfully shit myself out my own asshole. Nice. I know, I know everything going on in here, but uh, yeah, I don't know anything going on out here. That's, oh, the, I that's see. the issue. Mm. Is I, I lose track with reality very quickly, very easily because I'll just get so in my own head. You like, actually, I remember one of the first times we properly talked. You were quite inebriated. Uh, yeah, and I do that you, a lot. You told me you view your brain is just inside a jail. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what I was working with at that time, but yeah, it was probably pretty drunk. <laughs> a lot of beers. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm constantly trying to quit drinking because, yeah, yeah, it's killing me and everyone in my family. But stand-up comedy, you get paid in fried food and beer most of the time. Yeah. It's impossible to live a healthy lifestyle and do this. It was kind of weird. Like, I did a show at the brewery, the the new one with Megan and I, and yeah. the owner was like, do you want a beer? And I was like, I don't drink. He's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why are you, why are you doing <laughs> why this? Are you here? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Without getting too far into it, yeah, reality is a cage and I'm trapped in it. Uh, also, your your body is a is a prison. Your oh, that's what you said. Like yeah. my body is a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I was a creature of light and love, and I could just float forever. But every day I wake up and I'm trapped in a prison of flesh and bone, and I just have to light and it. love. Are there creatures out there of light and love? And if they are, we can't see them. Do you? You don't believe in God? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> this is good. This is good podcast right yeah, here. Yeah. Some dead air. I don't think you do. Oh. I think if you do, you you might be very upset. No, no, no. That was a young. Oh, okay. I've cashed in my chips. Yeah, I'm not owed anything. I've, there's no sense of no. I've I've I cashed it in. So you're quite happy. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. No, 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 no. You're just not upset at anyone else. Uh, else implies I'm upset with myself. No, no, I'm upset with a lot of people. I'm upset with a lot of things. Yeah. Are you upset with yourself? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. What? Not at all, though. Sometimes I'm doing great. Do you love yourself? Uh, every morning. Actually? Yeah, I beat off. Yeah, but <laughs> not physically. <laughs> uh, no. But I think that uh, if you love yourself, it's kind of a, it's weak. Because I think if you're not hard on yourself, then who else is going to be? You, but you, you can know be, every... You every can be f- loving and encouraging... Um, I don't think that I would accomplish anything in this world if I did that. Mm, I see what you're saying. I would, you know, if, if I told myself that's good enough, take a seat. That's not at all. (laughs) This is where I struggle because the whole point of like loving yourself is like accepting as you are and knowing you're enough. But then I, uh, I've watched that like train of thought, um, sort of blossom and get bigger. And I would never want to uh, get in the way of anyone thinking that. And I think if people do think that and it works for them, that's phenomenal. That does not work for me Mm. at all whatsoever. And uh, I just, that's just uh, not how my my brain works. Mm. Do you feel like you lose drive or what do you? I would, I would uh, turn into a, a pile of meat. There's just be no reason to get up. Mm. If I just, you're enough. Sit down. That's what's. It's not sit down. It's what you're doing is you don't need. But it, I'm not doing enough. Mm. Currently, I could do more. I could be more, and I will be one day. But right now, I'm enjoying being nothing. It's great. Also, existence is burden, and I would love to not exist. Like I think existence is pain. I do. I do think a fundamental aspect of the human condition yeah. is the pain of existence, and mm. you there is a shared commonality in that, but there, there, I take solace in that. Okay. I always like, it trips me out sometimes. Like I can, I'm trying to like imagine what it would be like to be dead. It's a room and you're not in it, but, uh, interesting. You just aren't, but that's the thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of like we are, right? Yeah. 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 We are. Yeah. So imagine you're not. Well, but that's the thing. You can't. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't that sound like bliss? It's kind of... Huh? That sounds like bliss. No. It wouldn't wouldn't be bliss because it wouldn't be anything. Exactly. It's kind of like asking what was before the Big Bang. No pain, no love, no nothing. Before the Big Bang? uh, Yeah, probably a bigger, bigger, weirder universe. No. The question doesn't make sense because before Big Bang, there was no time. Yeah. 
So once you die, there's but no also, feeling, no when, emotion. When you get super into it by people far smarter than us, arguably there's no time right now. We're all existing within one moment. Horrifying to comprehend. That's that's the yeah. shit that keeps me like... That's horrifying. That there is no time. That there isn't anything. Time is just one single moment and all things are happening simultaneously within it. That's the type of shit that makes me scream at God. <laughs> it, like, it what is, is that? It's not though. Like time is real. Time is real because you could say like things are happening at the same time in the same moment, right? Everywhere. Oh, but yeah. they're not. Because some things, depending on where you are... Be- the reason why we can say time exists is because it can be slowed down and, and sped measured. up and measured, right? Yeah. One moment here, like, yeah, this is happening right now, but somewhere, like, if you take a point in time near a black hole where the math, even, you don't even have to, on a satellite, that's certain, that... It's, uh, yeah, time moves slower. Time moves slower, so that same moment would be longer there. Yeah. So that's why you can't say time doesn't exist. I'm I'm not stating definitively, but yeah. I have seen like arguments. That, it is, and it's horrifying. It is to comprehend. It, yeah, it, I would. I it brings me nothing but comfort that time does exist, because <laughs> that that to me it negates my entire philosophy, which is, uh, you know, life life is suffering. I think you got to roll with the cards you're dealt, and uh, and it, I think uh, when people try to alter their station, I respect it, but I think ultimately life just is. Mm. You know, and when people try to find meaning within it beyond that, uh, just it's just sort of, I don't know, weakness. <laughs> now I'm getting into people are going to listen to this and be like, fuck, <laughs> the amount of people that would be ripping off their headphones right now. No, I don't know. No, life is I think it brings me great uh, solace to know. I think life is life is pain. Life is nothing. Life is meaningless. We're all in a swirling, chaotic void. A, a bunch of atoms bounced off each other and they created us and we created God and God's looking right back at us now. You know, we're, we're as attached to him as he is to us. And uh, within all of that, I find it incredibly humorous and it's it's fun. It's, yeah. you know, at the, the end of the day, that makes the meaning of life, the little moments we have with each other mean so much more. Mm. And, you know, making a fucking bag person smile at a grocery store. Out of all of that swirling chaos, you got to have that tiny little moment of connection with somebody that makes it way more beautiful to me. And uh, yeah, it's just the idea of making people laugh within that. You're laughing at the absurdity of it all. It's mm. fun. It's it's a good thing. That brings me comfort. I think we can end on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the void, dude. Don't do it. Yeah, uh, no, don't do it. Uh, suicide is uh, is weak. <laughs> Be strong like me. Embrace the void. I'm the night man. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the void. And yeah, where can where can people find you? Nowhere. In the night? In the night. <laughs> when you hear when you walk home alone and you hear the noise in the bush, it's the night man. It's the night man getting ready to ask you out on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Well on a coffee or a beer date. Coffee or a beer date. Uh, and if you reject me, I'll throw hot coffee in your face. <laughs> Women owe me this. <laughs> uh, it's a joke. Hey, right, bye. Thanks. Oh my God.